Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ladies and gentlemen, personal besties, drumroll please. I'm so excited to officially announce that my book, Elite Everyday Athlete, is published. So if you're listening to this, then it is live. You can order the book on Amazon by Googling Elite to Everyday Athlete. You can get it at Barnes and Nobles. You can get it on my website, emilykaufman.org. But wherever you buy books, make sure to go check it out. And if you're new here and you're like, what the heck, what book, what is Elite to Everyday Athlete? Let me give you some context and break it down for you a little bit. So I started this podcast a year and a half ago. And with it, you know, I was trying to come up with healthy ways that we can be involved in fitness and nutrition and weight loss if that's what you want. But without all these things of dieting and counting every calorie and all of this, And so I was thinking about it and I was like, where did all of this come from? Because when we're little and we're running around at recess, like we're not thinking about counting calories. We're not thinking about like diet plans. What we're doing is we're acting as athletes. We were enjoying the game. It was a hobby for us. And somewhere along the way, we lost that. And so this book, I wanted to turn into, you know, instead of being, Uh, this fit adult who has this stereotype now of, oh, you're only working out for weight loss or only for specific goals. No, instead of being a competing athlete or an elite athlete, you're now just an everyday athlete. And so that's how I approach my life still. That's how I approach my workouts. Even though I'm not training for anything and I'm very much not competing, I'm still an everyday athlete. And so that is what this book is. And so if you like this podcast, then this book is for you. And you're going to love this episode. So I can't wait for you to listen. I've been working on this for a year. And this is the first time now that you guys get to see my work, hear my work and read it. And so I'm so excited. Hope you enjoy. And so today I'm going to be reading a chapter of the book. It'll be chapter four because the book Elite to Everyday Athlete subtitle is Nine Steps to Getting Off the Sidelines of Life. And so the chapter that I'm reading from today is step number four, explore your identity. And so if you love this episode, if you love this podcast in general, then I think that you'd really get a lot out of the book two. And so for the first 30 days, it is just 99 cents to download the Kindle version off Amazon. So if you like reading from your phone, you can just highlight from your phone, Kindle, iPad, whatever you read on, then make sure to download now because this is the cheapest you'll ever get it. And I would appreciate it so much for you to go out and support. So with that, let's get started. What's up and welcome to the Live Your Personal Best podcast. This is the place where I help current and former athletes like you to show up confidently in the gym and in life. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman, a former Division I athlete and author of Elite to Everyday Athlete. I'm going to show you how to stay motivated in reaching your goals and how to have more fun doing it. So let's sweat it out and start living your personal best. Chapter 4, The Inner Athlete. Your sport does not define you, but it has helped to define how you will handle future situations. It has taught you discipline, commitment, 
time management, and teamwork, and it has shown you the joy of success and the heartbreak of defeat. Lauren Link, RD, CSSD. Have you ever felt like sports were your purpose and direction in life? As athletes, most of us have been training since we were children. We've always been on a team, training at any sort of level, and it occupied most areas of our life. I remember while still competing, whenever I talked to anyone outside of my team, the conversation always circled back to what I was accomplishing in rowing. Relatives would ask me, how's the season going? Friends would ask me, when's your next race? I felt like the most exciting thing about me was that I was an athlete. It wasn't just how others viewed me either. It was also how I viewed myself. In college, I would introduce myself as, I'm Emily and I'm on the rowing team. I would show up anywhere with an automatic group of friends because I had my teammates around. I'd walk around campus in my sports gear and anyone who even looked at me could automatically identify me as an athlete and this is something that I loved. It was a great part of being an athlete and it was a way that I felt automatically accepted. But there came a point after competition where identifying myself as an athlete went from something that I was proud of to something that became upsetting. I realized the more I identified myself as an athlete when I was no longer competing, the more I felt like I was living in the past. It's really cliche, but it felt like going back to my glory days. I didn't want to be that high school hero who keeps bringing up their past. I did it, though, because it was an identity that I had loved. Moving on from athletics is something that's tough for former athletes going through this transition. It's their hobby, entertainment, community, and a part of their identity. Maybe they aren't ready for their identity to go away. Maybe they don't want it to go away because it's the only one that they've ever known and a lot of athletes wear their status with pride. Before we talk about creating a new identity, let's talk about letting go of the old one. An athlete's identity. Someone who is very familiar with the importance of identity is retired football quarterback Max Brown. As a top football recruit during high school, Max Brown could go to any college program he wanted and get recruited to any football team. While still in high school, he was named the 2012 Gatorade National Football Player of the Year, USA Today All-USA Offensive Player of the Year, Prep Star All-American Dream Team, and ESPN 150. He decided to attend top Division I school, University of Southern California, where he backed for the star quarterback. He thought once the quarterback left, it would be his time to shine. But the starting quarterback didn't leave that year or the next. Then, after two years of waiting, Max finally got to play in a collegiate game. This was his first time in the limelight since high school, his chance to prove to everyone just how good he had gotten while waiting on the bench. Unfortunately, when the time came, it was a tough game that left USC with a devastating loss. After putting in years of hard work behind the scenes, the coach told Max he was being pulled from the starting lineup and they were going with the other backup quarterback instead. Max refused to let his NFL dream die there. He was determined to still make it, even if it wasn't at USC. He transferred the following season to the University of Pittsburgh. He trained in the background again and came out as their new starting quarterback. Shortly into the season, he faced a career-ending shoulder injury. In an athlete's career, there's no way to predict what will happen. Max had the skills and talent to perform in the NFL, but his path never led him to a place where he was able to showcase his abilities. This is true for many athletes. Less than 5% of Division I men's baseball, football, basketball, and hockey players make it to the professional league, and numbers even lower in smaller sports and women's teams. No matter how hard an athlete trains, no matter how much time and energy he or she puts into it, there are some things that will always be out of their control. 
It hurts to let go of something that has been a constant in their life for so long. Max recently spoke about his sports career on his girlfriend's podcast. In the episode, Max says, I was on top of the world at 17, as the number one quarterback in the country. I'd won every award, everyone was saying how great I was, everyone was kind of kissing my ass, but I never bought into that. My ego was never attached to what they were saying, I never got caught up in that hype. I always tried to stay grounded. At an early age, Max was used to hearing praise for his football abilities. After a big win or new achievement, athletes find pride in their accomplishments. Especially when things are going well, it can be empowering and motivating for an athlete to be all-encompassed by their sport. But when performance isn't going well or an athlete's career is coming to an end, it can do more harm than good to stay attached to that identity. When talking about the end of his career, Max recalled, My identity at that stage was completely tied to football, but then I got to a point where I wasn't having success and I wasn't happy. I wasn't having a good time. And then I learned this isn't fun, this isn't healthy, and I shouldn't be wired this way. Luckily for Max, he was able to ease his transition by keeping his athletic dreams and notoriety as a top recruit separate from how he saw himself. It can be easy to confuse competitive accomplishments with an athlete's identity. When athletes spend so long working towards a goal, whether they make it or not, is an ingrained part of them. It's so deeply rooted in who athletes are that often we don't say athletes play a sport, but they are athletes. Athletes aren't the only one who find their worth in their work. It's a growing problem for adults in any field. Jeffrey Davis, MA, wrote an article for Psychology Today called You Are Not Your Work. He described the problem, when you are told again and again that you are your work, you start to believe it. The trap in workism is associating your full identity and self-worth with your work, occupation, or job. You are not your work. Your work is simply a part of you, but it's difficult to separate the idea of meaningful work from a meaningful life. I've heard a lot of athletes say they feel like they no longer have a purpose after athletics. But athletes don't lose their meaningful life after sports are over. They just lose the avenue through which they pursued meaningful work. They are so passionate about their sport and they're all in. They can only envision a career in soccer. They can only envision a career in football, Max continued. But if you have that passion, couple it with self-awareness to know that your life has other chapters. Other things are out there if you have that passion. You'll be able to translate it to something else in life. Max might not have become an NFL quarterback, but he's still passionate about the game. He's now a successful college football broadcaster and often shares his football story of how he failed his way to success. Although Max ended up finding a job he's passionate about, the first step when breaking an athletic identity isn't finding new meaningful work, which could lead to the same issues. The first step is turning inward. Internal Identity Competing athletes can get so caught up in their current routine and goals that they aren't looking at what's next until that happens. They may get to retirement and think, who am I now? This happened to swimmer Stephanie Rice. Stephanie Rice was an Australian swimmer and one of the best in the world. She won three gold medals at the 2008 Beijing Olympics and eagerly continued training for her chance at the next one. She made it to the London Olympics four years later, but due to an injury, she didn't perform as well and ultimately retired in 2012. After she retired from swimming, she came to the same struggle that most athletes do, but often don't admit. Stephanie said on a podcast episode this year, Everything that I knew about myself and prided myself on and my confidence came from swimming. 
So take away the vehicle that gave me all those feelings and all of that pride and confidence. It was like, who is Stephanie Rice? Because I only knew Stephanie Rice as a swimmer. Stephanie was in her 20s and didn't know what was coming. This is a common position for many people, but Stephanie spent her life up to that point training for swimming. When that was taken away, she felt as though the rug was pulled from under her. She struggled because for the first time in her life, she wasn't a swimmer. She took pride in her career and was confident in her ability in the pool. But outside of the pool, she wasn't sure who she was and couldn't grasp who she would become. She started to do deep reflections on who she was without her sport. Stephanie said, This external gratification that I'm getting, medals, awards, money, and fame, they're all amazing and I think everyone would like them. But they're also not true. They can come and go. Stephanie decided to dig deep and reflect on herself as a person. She came to terms with the fact that medals, awards, and fame are only temporary things. Not only are they temporary, but they're also something not in her control. After reflecting on all the external things that she thought made her who she was, she decided to focus inward. She said, I need to focus my self-worth on things that I can control. Am I a good person? Do I feel like I'm contributing to something more than me? When I started really channeling into that, everything changed. That was a really big awakening. I thought, this is who I need to be and makes me feel the best. Step four, explore your identity. To move on from sports, you need to separate from your old athletic identity, especially when it's one that doesn't describe who you are anymore. In the study, Retired Athletes and the Intersection of Food and Body, researcher Georgina Buckley found, athletes who continue to engage in their athletic environments experience heightened levels of objectification and were held back in their ability to re-identify. Continued involvement in the sport meant that those around them still perceived them as an athlete. This is hard because it might be the first time you've been told this, and it's the opposite of what you've done in the past. Sports psychologist Dr. Caroline Silby said, During your athletic career, it was beneficial to bury your head in your sport. Transitioning is the opposite. You are reborn. Go connect with people. For the first time in your life, you'll discover that your purpose is not tied to a stopwatch or scoreboard. Maintaining an athletic identity will keep drawing you back to the past. To move forward, you must let go. It's especially easy to look at the past when there's so much uncertainty in front of you, but if you're stuck thinking about how things used to be, it'll be hard to be hopeful for the future. You might feel stuck because being an athlete is all you've ever known, but here's another way to look at your life. If you have a yardstick of the life that you've lived, then it's easy to think that being an athlete is your whole identity. Looking back, you might have only known yourself as being an athlete, and it's what you worked for your entire life. Since your earliest memories, you are playing catch or running down the soccer field and have kept it up ever since. However, if you have a yardstick of your whole life, sports are only a small part of it. There is so much left of the yardstick that hasn't been lived yet. Sports might be all you remember, but you don't even know what's in store for you in the future. Don't be afraid to lean into this unknown and lean into the unstructured. Embrace the uncomfortable. Embrace the uncertainty that comes with freedom. I've called this phase the messy middle for a reason. It's supposed to feel new and messy, but out of that mess, you're able to explore who you really are. You may still have that piece of athlete in you, but there's also so much more to you. Without your sport, you are not lacking. You're just different now. Different isn't bad and change isn't bad. It just takes some adjustment. Breaking your athletic identity is just the first step in moving forward. We attach our identity to the things we've done, not the things that we've yet to do. There will come a time when you'll be past your athletic identity and wanting to find replacements. We'll explore next how to start structuring your new freedom. 
And that is a wrap on chapter four. I hope that you really enjoyed this chapter. And if you would like some more context on the first steps of this transition, on kind of the buildup of what makes an athlete turn into an everyday athlete, then be sure to check out the book. Be sure to send this to a friend, to an old teammate, because something that I found a lot when researching for this book is, you know, all athletes go through this transition, but so many feel alone because it's so untalked about and because you no longer are going through it together. You can feel isolated and like no one else are having these same struggles, but that is so not true. So I'm trying to have the conversation around it. I'm trying to help people with this transition to become, you know, their athletic, ambitious self at the end of the day. So if you like it, go check it out on Amazon Elite to Everyday Athlete and be sure to subscribe. So I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, do me a favor and take a screenshot right now and post it on your Instagram story. You can tag me at live your personal best at live your personal best. Come say hi. Come say what's up. I would love to connect with you and this would help support me to continue bringing you free content. Thanks and see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.